This is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Woo! I'm now rocking with One Nation Radio. Welcome to the program. James Boy, Richard Ladder, and a couple friends. With the show for your wrestling needs. Shopping out the rest of the IWC. We gon' tell her how it is. We gon' shoot from the hip. If they putting out trash, we gon' rip from the bits. Make sure that you tweet us and you rate the shows. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Now let's get it on the road. One Nation Sports. One Nation Sports. One Nation Sports. Welcome to One Nation Radio. And now, here are your hosts, Rich Latta and James Boyd. Thank you for listening. Welcome to the One Nation Live radio show. Uh, it is July 30th. James, what's going on, man? Not too much, man. Um, I guess... Early morning dreaming, as, as you say. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, James, you, you told me you was up real late and, uh, you know, late chill, nights. Chill, chill. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I don't know what's going on, but, you know. Chill, man, chill. Uh, <sighs> yeah, so uh, we got uh, One Nation Live today. We've got a lot of stuff to get to. Um, there's, a, there's a couple things going on. Uh, last night uh, was the John Jones and Daniel Cormier fight. Uh Utter domination from John Jones, as I pretty much expected. Um, and uh, what's up, Duncan? What's up, Nick? What's up, Omar? Uh, you guys checked in. And um, we are at, at at the end of the, the match. John Jones went ahead and called out Brock Lesnar was like, Hey, um, if you want to know what it's like to have your ass whooped by someone 40 pounds less than you, Come see me, essentially. And, you know, it was that party next door that come and see me for once. So, um, <laughs> uh, yes, Daniel Cormier was out here crying. Uh, he ran off like Red and Friday uh, when, when he hopped in the car. Uh, you know, under normal circumstances, you know, crying is not, you know, to really be laughed at and all that. But the way he just couldn't stand there and, and just take his L, you know, was, you know, hilarious. But... Um, with, okay, James. I have a question. Is like, is Daniel Cormier like the most, is like the most clown guy for crying over a loss since like Tebow losing that 2009, uh, SEC championship game to Alabama? Man, I feel like there's had to be like someone else. Um... It's been a minute, but I remember people were kind of Tebow yes. losing. I was like, bro, like, he's one of the ultimate winners in the history of this sport, and he just lost. Like, his, his, he just lost a chance of, like, going to the national championship game, like, during his senior year. Like, that shit had to hurt. Like, I don't, you know, I hate Tim Tebow's guts. I'm a Florida State fan. I never, we never beat them dudes. And I was just like, hey, man, y'all are, y'all are kind of, like, taking it too far about him crying. But, like, this one, you know, I, I said to you off air, like, this is kind of like, I don't think, I think he wanted to beat him as much as, like, for example, Marvin Hagler wanted to beat Sugar Ray Leonard. So, like, for him to lose, like, that shit had to hurt. Like, he really yeah. wanted to, to, to put a fist in that man's throat. Yes. Um, now, as far as Jones-Lesnar, I'm just going to say it like this. Omar said T.O. crying about Romo. <laughs> <laughs> that's my quarterback. <laughs> I think that's, yeah, that's a good one. I think the reason why we on that one so bad because 
I think the reason why we clowned that one so bad is because it was so disingenuous because of all the stuff that T.O. went through with, like, Jeff, calling Jeff, or looting that Jeff Garcia was gay, like, saying that, T, saying that Don McNabb was like, he, he, I'm not the one that got tired during the, the, the last, the end of the Super Bowl. Like, he was clearly a quarterback killer, and then he wants to kick, kick for this dude that, like, he just basically met. Right. It's like okay, you just you disingenuous fuck. Like so, that's I, I, at least from my respect, that's why we clown the T.O. over that. And he had the shades on. If you saw the tears through the shades, like that's a spe- that's a special one. Yeah, like we didn't even see your eyes. Cr- we need we need to create the. Uh, you had that face. We need to create the uh, crying Hall of Fame uh, for sports. Uh, right. Remember, oh, no, remember oh, Roman Reigns crying oh. after Survivor Series 2015. Yes, yes, that was it abysmal. Like, it looked like you looked at his face, and like, if there weren't tears there, you wouldn't think it was someone crying. You thought it was someone that just sad. And then all of a sudden, you see tears falling out of his cheek. He's almost like the the stereotypical uh, Indian when he sees trash on the ground, and like the, oh. the snow of tear runs down the face. Like that's almost that's almost how Roman Reigns was. Um, <laughs> yeah, that that was that was that was, yeah. That's up there. That was bad. And that boo boo face. Rob like, said LeBron's Roman Roman looked constipated. The Roman look constipated. Um, I'm gonna just say it like this: when it comes to Brock Lesnar and John Jones, oh, Big Show crying throughout the years, definitely. Um, <laughs> you know, when, when when he was um the big slave, you know, yes, it, the big slave. Yes. Told, yeah, you know, the strip mall went belly up. You know, seven foot. I was actually telling my mother about this. I, for some reason, I was watching some wrestling show with her uh, with with Caden um, the other day. Or whatever, because I was because I was um had some free time with Caden, and I was trying to get him hooked on it to, onto this onto this addiction known as wrestling early. Early. So yeah, so we ended, so I decided to pull out one of my favorite stables uh, to try to attach him, which was to like I, I went to the book of Daniel Bryan. So I went to SummerSlam 2013, and uh, my mom um, was there, and she uh, asked me questions about Daniel about this Daniel Bryan dude, and I, I went you know we sort of went through the storyline of how like the storyline was basically as mirrored what was happening with the backstage of this guy probably should be the guy they don't know if he's a guy because he doesn't look like how the guys have looked over the history of the company and they're going back and forth and they're jerking him around as far as storyline and then ultimately they were going to decide no but the fans um said nah the crowds the crowds basically dragged him kicking and screaming into fixing the wrestlemania so he uh so she was she was like in shock to find out that like Daniel Bryan got screwed over. She was like, "Wait a second, so he just won?" And she was like, "I don't think he's gonna win the uh, win the title against John Cena. Even if she, he, she wins, all of a sudden, it's like so she goes, "How long does he hold the title?" And I was like, "Just watch." She's like, "What do you mean, just watch?" And the <laughs> he comes out and that explain what the money in the bank was. And then she was like, "Wait a second, Triple H still doing his wrestling thing?" And then um, uh, and then next thing you know, she goes out there. Or she sees uh, the whole screw job thing, and I explained to her like over three pay per views how she how Bryant like never won the title, and they were gonna move on. And she was like, "Wait a second, so Daniel, so and I explained like the big the big slave thing, and I was like, "Yeah, so they said you know you made some investments, they went out poorly. If we fired you, there's nothing worse you could work being a seven foot freak and all that kind of stuff. And then that, and then they made them cry. And then I thought about the big slave. So yes, that was, it, it was it was it was fun to go over this stuff again because bro, those matches were. Really good. Yep. Some of those matches were really good. 
Um, I'm just say it like this uh, again. Uh, I was going to say, uh, Brett Lesnar, you don't want no smoke with with John Jones. Um, <laughs> not at all. He's uh, 40 pounds lighter than you, but I, I assume he's going to have no problem uh, packing on a couple extra pounds to make sure he, you just don't lay on him all all night. But in in the reach game is different. Like that, like the 84 inch reach is just absurd for someone that's like six four. Yeah, um, like that's just. A- that's something to hard to overcome. Even like, let's say Brock, you know, he, he does the whole wrestler lean on you thing. I still don't know how you, how he gets inside of you know outside of you know trying to double leg him or whatever. I don't know how he gets inside of it, outside of the fist. Like Brock could be in some real danger. He's yeah. so much faster than Brock. Yep. And uh, uh, Omar says uh, he he's like Stone Cold Steve Austin as he calls him. He said he hooked his son at five, and he likes Stone Cold Steve as he calls him. And he also says, uh, I can see Lesnar pulling an ultimate warrior on Vince one day. So basically, like, holding him up for money. Um, well, the only thing is, I, I feel like they, the only thing with that, I feel like, is those checks are already cut for Brock. There ain't no reason for him to hold up no, <laughs> for no money. To, yeah. Like, like they, they took care of Brock a long time ago. Yeah, and Vince, you know, Vince will sue him. Yeah. Like, at this point, like, we are far past the Wild Wild West days of, like, being close to the, like the end of the territories, where like you can cash out on somebody if you want to. Like, then who else tried to pull that on on Vince? Wasn't like Rick Martell or somebody? Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett, yeah, Jeff Jarrett. Tried that to man, pull but, it on yeah, Jeff Jarrett, always finessing, always finessing somebody for for a quick buck. Look, he'll finesse your wife too. Yeah. You know, he, look, he doesn't care if you're an Olympic gold medalist. Like, <laughs> yeah. he doesn't care if you're a real life shooter. Yes, he does um, not care. Uh yeah, but but yeah, Brock Lesnar, you don't want those problems, and he, he you know, you got to wonder how this plays. Yes, uh, you got to wonder how this plays into the uh, second half of the year, uh, and him also being the Universal Champion. Yes, 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 James. He he's a Jarrett secured the bag. <laughs> hey Omar, when you gonna call the show, man? Call the show. That 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 prohibition got to be up by now. Uh, what up, Dylan? In the comments as well. Um, the uh, the deal with uh, him, you know, and when this fight could take place, I've I've heard anything from like December to next, you know, after WrestleMania. Um, when the hell, like, you know, I just want to say Brock Lesnar is probably like the best negotiator we've ever seen because he's like got these two companies just where he wants them, you know. And Brock is he's he's the champion. He doesn't have to work. And he's he's cashing like huge checks, and then he's like, "All right, I'm gonna go do UFC now and get um and, and get about you know eight eight million dollars or whatever." And you know, I'm not a pocket watcher or anything. Good for him. I want the man to make as much money as he can. But it's gonna be a weird situation when it's time for him to be like, when Vince is like, "Yo, so we need your ass here for this TV." So we can start building up this WrestleMania and whatever the hell they got planned because, you know, <laughs> if he comes out there and loses the Jones and then that, that looks a whole lot more unattractive than, um, you know, him beating somebody and by the time Roman Reigns fights him. Yeah, that's the thing that still like kind of like mystifies me about this whole situation is that, I mean, obviously there's only so much Vince can do to control or quote unquote control Brock or whatever, but... Like, he's going to let this dude go out there and get beat on, like, by a real fighter, a real one, and then come back and then, like, 
beat the hell out of who, whatever fake fighter. And it's like, well, I mean, at what point do you, like, try to start protecting your fake fighters from Brock after his, like, mystique goes down because he's, like, he he might get really, he might get embarrassed whenever he fights Bone Jones. So, yes. like, I don't, I mean, I'm trying to figure out, like, how does that, how, what, what good does that do for for Vince's fake fighters? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, Lesnar's got to, uh, or they've got to figure something out because I, I, I'm pretty confident he's lined up for an ass whooping. And WWE, I don't understand how they look better uh, out of coming out of this. But uh, next thing I want to get to, um, this week a trailer for Ric Flair's 30 for 30 documentary came out. Uh, James, did you see the trailer? No, I have not. Um, but I, this is a project that I've, what up, you know, as a follower of, uh, you know, a, 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 I guess a, a huge, you know, WWE meets ESPN. Like, this obviously is a project that I, you know, didn't know I wanted, but I've been waiting for my whole life. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so... You know, I I've known about this being out or being around for a while, so like I'm I'm excited for it. Like I just can't, you know. What and up, Simon? There have been a few people that I've heard that that were interviewed for the Thirty for Thirty, and um, one in particular was Meltzer. Meltzer said that he felt like just based on, he's done a few of these different documentary type things, um, sit out interviews, and he felt like he can sort of get at what people are trying to get to based on the questions that are being asked, mm-hmm. and he felt that. It wasn't a puff piece, and it also wasn't a hit piece, so he felt like it was fair. So it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see like some of the stuff that that they end up finding because you know Flair has an interesting you know you know on stage persona and also his life because you know he was really out here living the gimmick. So yeah, we're gonna see a lot of crazy stuff, um, a lot of, and a lot of stuff we probably just did not know, even though we've been following this sports our whole lives more or less. Yeah, um, I just hope it's not sad um, <clears throat> because. You know, Ric Flair is obviously one of the most beloved guys uh, for most of us. Like, if you feel one way about wrestling and you feel another way about wrestling, I think one of the things you can agree on is that you love Ric Flair. Um, And to see, like, how he basically, you know, always kind of had to wrestle and he was underappreciated through, you know, the later portions of his career. And he went through a lot of the uh, trying to find himself uh, losing confidence and stuff like that. Um, if if I if I pull up Shawn Michaels versus Ric Flair right now, like it'd be hard to watch that and not be. Cr- I think I, w- I want to say I watched that match probably about two years ago. And before Flair got in the ring, like my eyes were getting watery. Like just just watching it, thinking about like, damn, this dude gave this is his thirty six year doing this. Like this is the last one, quote unquote, last one or whatever that that he's gonna do. And he's in there with the dude that essentially, like, eclipsed him. But he had one more bullet in the chamber, you know, for, for lack there of a better word. And, mm-hmm. it, you know, and, and I'm, I'm, I am glad because um, he gets to tell tell the story and while he's still here. Like, we didn't have to wait for uh, Ric Flair to die for this to be made. Um but yeah, looks like we had another question uh, from Rance. He was like, yeah, "Do you really think Brock is re-signing uh, with WWE?" Um, I like from from what I from what I understand is that he has certain he has a number of dates. Um, and if he like, let's say he's in a fight that's somewhere in February or let's say March, that means he really can't be doing anything at Royal Rumble. 
um, necessarily. And then he did, you know, depending on how bad he's messed up, that means he might be completely left out for uh, WrestleMania. So, like those those days, just because they hit the calendar, he misses the big the biggest shows of the year. Doesn't mean that like those like those dates come off his contract. That means he's still owed a, a, a certain amount of appearances or whatever. So mm-hmm. like. I was talking to, I mean, you saw the conversation with um, some of our homeboys that are, that are part of like the non-wrestling, uh, that don't follow this goofy wrestling shit. And um, <laughs> and I was telling, uh, you know, Kendrick, you know, for it looks like, yeah, he's going to fight like somewhere between, you know, the beginning of next year. So like he might have to have his shit rolled over to where like his he might not, you know, he might have to finish out his contract in SummerSlam slash, you know, the you know, Survivor Series or whatever. So. That might be where we're at with Brock. Where this shit gets rolled over, he's gonna miss the the biggest days that they obviously need him for, and he's not gonna be there because he needs to go out there and get whooped by the best fighter we maybe have ever seen in the <laughs> MMA. Yeah, man, no smoke, bro. No smoke. He wants none. But but back to the flair thing. Um, the thirty for thirty documentaries are typically great. Uh, I didn't particularly like. I watched the XFL one. It wasn't great to me. Like it was like cool. Uh, but the majority of 30 for 30s have been excellent ever since they've come into an existence. And I really hope that um, they they show folks that are close to Flair. Like, I want to see Arn Anderson in this thing. I want to see folks from WWE. I want to see, like, Meltzer, Wade Keller. I want to see all these people consulted um, on his um, thing. Oh, yeah, they, they've definitely got to talk about Reed Flair, like, and his son dying. Uh, yeah. I wonder. I wonder how much because this was done a while ago. Like, I wonder how much Charlotte's going to be involved in it. Yeah. Um. Because, like, I mean, this might have been done over like like two years ago. Yeah. So, like, she. I mean, she wasn't necessarily. She wasn't necessarily a star yet. So, um. But maybe you know they 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 at least illuminate to like you know talk about like how she you know she's kind of on the rise there and then like you can look and then they can people can look over and say oh yeah she's actually like their biggest woman star maybe possibly since Sable mm-hmm. from China. So, so it looks like we got a comment you know, from, from Omar and Rance. Omar says, I know UFC fans who think Brock is legit, and if he gets Jones on the mat, it's over, but Jones got those hands. And then um, he uh, Rance says, so Jones is better than Brock in, in the – better in every way than Brock in the – but a wrestler that big and strong and that fast getting someone that much str- smaller on the ground is going to be tough for Bones. The only thing that I feel about that is like kind of like the Ronda Rousey thing. You have to walk through a bunch of fists to get there, like <laughs> in that reach. Yeah. Well, I will say And this. I'm not the biggest Brock UFC guy. I don't really know like all that stuff. I, ch- I kind of watch and, Brock, you know, clown the whole time. But what, what I will say is Brock does have a better chin than Ronda Rousey. <laughs> <laughs> Do we know that, though? <laughs> By Ron- like, yeah, so, I mean... Um, like, because Josh told me something like they don't let Brock get punched during sparring. Apparently, mm, that's not good. So that's not good. Like that's that's like how they were doing Rousey, where she was out here. Actually, she wasn't even sparring. She was doing air, like she was doing air, like shadow boxing. I was like, okay. <laughs> remember those videos okay. that look? Remember those videos that would leak of her doing all those punches and making them faces. Oh, yeah, you love that. Cause you, you had turned like by the time we got to the home, the first Holmes fight, or actually the only Holmes fight, you had already full blown turned on her. Yes. So like for me, I just like all right, you know, like whatever, like yes, yeah. She has a story about her like whooping on this dude or whatever. 
and you know whatever what else ever else is going on. Like I, like I once like, once they came out with that whole greatest women's athlete ever with uh completely disregarding Serena Williams, I was out of there. I was like, hold on, like, bro. Like, yeah. <laughs> like you know how Bob Ryan is all like you ever heard Bob Ryan discuss like the greatest basketball players of all time? And he says like you have to make a distinction between centers and non-centers if we want to have this conversation because of the you know the way the sport was built in the beginning of the early days and then like how it was all about like being as close to the rim as you possibly can so you have to be seven foot to dominate the sport unless you're like jerry west or oscar right Uh so like so they for me um i lost my train of thought Jerry Wesker um, or Oscar? Talking about before this? Jerry Wesker, Oscar, and then uh, it was Ronda Rousey, Serena Williams. Oh yeah, so Ronda, so like yeah, so how I always do like athletes is like combat sports, non-combat sports. Like I can't compare Michael Jordan to Muhammad Ali. That's absurd. Like I can't. You know what I'm saying? Like I can't. I mean, yeah, they're both the greatest, but like I mean, what, what? what are you doing here? Like so, like Roy Jones Jr. or for example, Shaq. I can't really. There's nothing that I can really compare. Roy Jones Jr.'s punches landed, and Shaq waited until people were turned around and missed. Yeah, but my question is, do you think that, like, <laughs> that Roy Jones get a damn near quadruple double in the, uh, against the uh, defensive player of the year? No. In the finals? No. Yeah, they, see what I'm saying? Like, I can't, you know, what, what are we doing here? You know what I'm saying? Like, to compare, like, Randy Moss to uh, to an Oscar De La Hoya, like, that's, that's absurd. That's lunacy. Mm-hmm. So that's why I never really uh, did the whole did that whole thing. Like I was like had to do se- completely separate separate this whole thing. Right. Um, let's see what else we got. Um, Nakamura versus Cena. How will they blow this, James? Uh, or will they blow this? What you know? What are your thoughts on this? I mean. I, I, I am so. Like, I'm almost certain that they will not have a real match with a real clean, decisive finish that, like, it does not involve some type of fuckery or some run-in or some distraction. Um, I, you know, and so I, so I'm, 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 I'm at that spot where, like, you know, I'm in the headspace to where, like, they're not, they're not really going to actually give this away. Like, they were <laughs> smart enough to realize, like, when they teased a couple weeks ago, the AJ Styles US Open Challenge and Cena came out, and they teased like they were actually going to have a match. And then Rusev came out and uh, Owens came out. And they basically said, nah, we ain't, nah, bro. We ain't about none of that. Happening. Yeah, like, we ain't, we ain't, you think we, you think we're going to give away a, a you know, a, a gigantic match on free TV? Like, we ain't that crazy. So, like, I think something's going to happen. Yeah. Um, the, <laughs> Omar says, uh, or Dylan says, watch the great Kali interfere. Oh, my gosh. If that happens, I'm going to... I don't know what I'll do if the great Kali interferes in this. Uh, what up, Andre? Um, the uh, Let's see what else. I, he's, Omar said he'd rather see Cena versus Joe, and he's surprised they haven't had Nakamura do air guitar yet. I mean, dancing like a jug is usually um, <laughs> sufficient enough, you know, and, and plus that's Tanahashi's gimmick. That's, you know, the air guitar. Um Simon says, uh, double count out, Baron Corbin run in, Cena wins. Those are the options. Ooh. Maybe, maybe they do a, maybe they do a double knockout in the middle of the ring where neither one of them, like, gets up and they both get counted out of 10 on the mat. And, so Rocky yeah, 2 maybe ending. they do that too. They do the Rocky yeah, 2 uh, ending. 
Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> Except, you know, uh, Rock don't get up. Uh, yeah, they both just lay their ass on the mat. I might have I might have mentioned this somewhere else before, but I feel like Baron Corbin was put on this planet to ruin matches like these, to, to basically come out here and, and 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 do this stuff, and and I feel like folks are just going to be furious. Either way. But my, uh, but my thing is, somebody else already has that gimmick of ruining great matches in the middle, uh, ruining uh, great matches. His name is Bray Wyatt. I mean, that's how he gets all his feet done. So, like, I don't know. I, I, he, if he's going to do that, then he needs to go out there and join the cult. I mean, the boys already wear like similar style pants. So yes, they all got they all wear the monster Frankenstein patched up pants, looking like uh, hobos. All they need is a stick and a, and a handkerchief, not a handkerchief, the bandana around the end of the stick. Yeah, uh, Dylan said uh, they could do a triple threat at SummerSlam. It's a cop out, but it's better than gender in a singles match. <sighs> I, I I'm with you there, Dylan. Um, the only thing with that is, you know, there's already going to be another multi-man match on the other brand. Um, if it yep. does end up as a triple threat, though, and then we got a fatal four-way, what does this speak to, James? Do you, do you think this is like uh, them not really knowing where they want to go, or are they just trying to get everyone they can on the card? Like, what, what do you make about this? They don't want to beat anybody, even though, like, they make everybody look like geeks on a week. Their TV gets everybody under on a weekly basis. They still don't want to beat anybody because if they lose, then magically they'll be dead. It's like, all right, well, you don't let motherfuckers win. <laughs> so, like, what like what difference does it make? If you don't win, no one gives a shit. Yeah. Um, I don't want to see a triple threat, obviously, and I think... Cena or Nakamura should go ahead and win this belt at SummerSlam so we can resume the greatness of SmackDown Live uh, that was before SummerSlam. Uh, Omar says, Gender has made me hate SmackDown. The joke of a champion has ran its course, shaking my head. Um, this was also a, a funny thing pointed out. Uh, there was a UFC fight that was so bad last night. It was the fourth fight on the card. It was boring. It was mm-hmm. long. It was just like the Punjabi prison match. And the <laughs> like Melzer had tweeted something like, like yeah, the, like I'd rather watch the uh, Punjabi prison match than this. And then basically the G1 being in this same month, the Punjabi prison was the tax for the G1. <laughs> You know, in, wow. in order to experience all this greatness of the G1, we had to have a Punjabi prison. Like, we just couldn't, you know, if, if that's the trade-off for the G1, you know, I think I'm okay with so, that. But so the light balances the dark, the Sith, the Sith versus the Jedi. Yes. I don't, know what you, I, look, I don't know what you're talking about with that Star Wars stuff, but yeah. You kill me. Like, you love you love you some fiction, but don't love you some science fiction. I don't I don't understand that. I really don't. Yes, everyone. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Rant says the Punjabi prison had to die so the G1 could live. LMAO. Real quick. Like, I don't, I don't, okay, like, I get that, like, maybe, like, you just don't, okay, cool. Science fiction isn't your thing. Cool. Whatever. Like, but these movies are, like, so, like, big to, like, these movies are so ubiquitous that it's like, I don't understand how, like, you haven't at least, like, seen it. Like, just once out of curiosity, just so you'd be like, yeah, I saw it. Instead of people looking, like, bugging out with the eyes, saying, like, wait a second. You haven't watched Star Wars, motherfucker? Yeah. Yeah. Not really my, uh, deal. Like, I remember I had to show you, I remember I had to show you the two Terminators, and I was like, I can't believe I have to show you the two Terminators. I don't, yeah. I don't get it. You know, I haven't really ever been into the fake stuff, James. You know, I, um, 
you know, when I when, when I watch wrestling, you know, it, it's just like, you know, this is real combat, you know, between these guys. And, you know, it's just... Real combat. Real combat, you know? <laughs> Hulk Hogan versus Ultimate Warrior doing the, the test of strength is real combat. Real huh? combat, you know, for, 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 for me. You know, I bought in a long time ago to, to the gimmick, as they say. Uh, Simon says Maharaja these, uh, which is always a, a good one. Uh, Omar said, "Man, Rich, you not living? Star Wars is the shit. It may be, it may be. I, I'll have to get caught up one day." Uh, That's what I say. At this point, at this point, like, because the movies do move slow now. At this point, because they're old. You I mean like the first one came out in '77, the last one came out in '83. So I would say. Like, you should probably read, like, go and watch, like, a YouTube version of, like, a too-long-don't-read synopsis of that's, like, five minutes long for the whole series. Uh-huh. And then, like, start it episode seven. Gotcha. Like, the new one that came out two years ago. Yeah, bro. All them just like, confusing because then they got prequels and then they writing stuff out. And... Yes, but that's what I'm saying. Like It's kind of like Mortal like, Kombat. All you need to... Mortal Kombat's fucking trash compared to some, some, especially the second one. My God, the second one, I wouldn't wipe my ass. With no, no, not, not the movie, not the not not the movie. The um, oh, okay. like that the the timeline of the games. Like, it, I don't know if you guys have ever like went on um, Wikipedia and just read the backstory and the timelines of Mortal Kombat. Like, there's there are great videos explaining everything that has to do with it, and it's like there's like. Uh, a point where Raiden sends these signals to himself in the past and then he starts the game over. It's like, it's, it's insane. Like, all oh, that's too much for me. Like, <laughs> like, like, why? You want to know why? why? Because that is science fiction. Like, anytime you do anything where you basically but say, I love time we're doing travel. a timeline story and we're going to fuck up with the timeline and go back in the future, that's science fiction. Yeah. It's Every a, time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Nakamura and Cena, um, I'm hoping that these guys, like, it's everything that we that we want it to be, but more than likely it won't. Um, if they, I guess that leads us into and this isn't on our sheet. But uh, hold on, not, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, one second. Omar said that I, James with the SAT word. What did I say? Um, I'm not sure. He'll tell us. Let us know. Let I, us I, let I, us know, Omar. Yeah. Um. <laughs> they. Uh. But yeah, like I guess this breaks into a, a bigger debate about Shinsuke Nakamura. Um where they said he may be plotting a return. Oh, ubiquitous. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We, we're going to talk about that, Dylan. Um, uh, where, where was I at? Oh, Nakamura. Uh, he's kind of, you know, scratched WWE off, and he's just mailing it in and all that. And I, I like I may have mentioned that in the show before, Nakamura's got a little bit of Randy Orton in him where he wrestles to the level of his competition and doesn't always, like, turn it up all the way. But... Um, what what have you made of Nakamura's use so far, and where do you think this is going uh, with you know SummerSlam on the horizon, and then possibly to WrestleMania next year? Um, I think he is still protected. Um, I think I think he is less over than the day he came in. Um, do I? I think they could have done a better job trying to showcase that he is the most awesomest thing you know this side of sliced bread. Uh, or sliced bread in the whenever the, the decade it came out, whatever, right? Um, but you know, he's still over. He's still protected. Um, I, I mean, I wouldn't want to put, I wouldn't book him into this match if he's going to lose. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't book him into any match at SummerSlam if he's going to lose either. Um, 
Like, I wouldn't put him against AJ if AJ's not going to lose. I wouldn't put him against Cena if Cena's not going to lose to him. Uh, but I'm, I, I'm, I'm in a weird spot trying to figure out, like, where exactly are they trying to, like, ultimately place him because, like, he can lose his match and go to AJ or he could win and then, like, a, a Nakamura-Gender match just feels sort of weird. Because, yeah. like, who's going to be doing the talking to try and get his, his, this feud over? Yes. Definitely worried um, about that. Like, and then, like, you know, there's going to be so much, whatever gender does at SummerSlam, it's going to involve so much cheating. So much <laughs> cheating. My God. Um, um, I feel like it's destined to be, like, fourth or fifth from the top, whatever he does uh, at SummerSlam. Really? Like, Dean Ambrose was the champion at Dolph Ziggler they had last year. The only thing that might protect him are the fact that there's going to be multi-man matches. So there will be, like, less, like, high-profile, like, actual match spots. So that could push him up a, 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 a portion. But I don't know, man. Like, it's going to be tough. Uh, yeah, Samir Singh is that god. Correct. So maybe Samir Singh should be the one out here representing the 1.3 rants, you know. Um, no, he's not big enough. <laughs> True. Small. True. He's small. Um, He'll never connect. Yeah. Well, that man connect. That man connected with that with that goddamn table. I can tell you that. <laughs> connected with that table plenty of times. <laughs> Randy, bro, has Randy Orton put ever put anybody through a table that much? Like maybe Christian. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Bryan. He put through a couple of tables. Uh, Ooh, yeah, but but Randy Orton's famous for for not even getting guys actually through the table. But. Um, yeah, um, I guess uh, we, we got a request to talk about how Enzo just lives to take L's. Um, <laughs> now, this this story is, is we don't have confirmation on it. This is strictly from the, the mouth of um, the woman that worked at the Gentleman's Club uh, as a performer there. Uh, and you scared to say stripper? <laughs> okay, the stripper that worked there. Stripper? The stripper that worked she's there. Shake, yeah, she's at a shake club. Yeah, she had, she had the shake joint, you know. And um, Enzo rolled in there uh, high and mighty, apparently. Um, and, you know, was, was was trying to floss and flex and be cheap. Allegedly. 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 And no, this is what we're going to do. Every time you say a new action, I'm going to say allegedly between it. So go ahead. Okay, so he tried to floss. Allegedly. Stunt. Allegedly. Shine. Allegedly. Glow. Allegedly. <laughs> he tried to do all these things, but at the same time, be cheap. And Allegedly. Those are not the rules, you know, for when you go in the shake joint. You know, I don't know how many of y'all have ever been in the shake joint. You don't sit close to the stage if you're not throwing plenty old money. Ever tell you about the time me, Coney, and Alex were all at that, all trying to, like, how to get Cody to sign on to be the in-house producer for Red Carpet. Nah. And then, oh, my God, bro. Alex wanted to sit right next to the stage. And, like, Cody had left because there was, like, a little spot that was adjacent to the, to the strip club where he was trying to pick something up. I can't remember what it was. Uh-huh. And me and Alex, um, me and Alex just sitting right next to the stage. I'm broke as a joke. And, you know, Alex is always like, Alex is one of those guys like, you ain't broke until like, you ain't got a dime in your pocket. <laughs> so, like, we ain't got there. And the thing is, Alex was right next to the stage, and there was an empty strip club too, right off Del Mabry. Del Mabry, for those that don't know, in Tampa, like, 
That is like, okay, Tampa is one of the strip capitals of the world with like Vegas and also like Houston and New York. And Del Mabry is a street that like runs beside like the Raymond James Stadium to say the Bucks play on. On that street, if you go down like two blocks south of the stadium, that's where all the strip clubs are in Tampa almost. Right. right? So there's Odyssey, there's Mons Venus, what have you. Uh, so we're in the strip club. It is empty, Rich. Empty. And I'm next to the stage. You know, Alex, this is back when he was He was just like living all kind. He was living that fast life. That man that was narcoleptic. He would fall asleep at the drop of a hat because he was, he was basically giving himself like three hours of sleep and shit. Uh-huh. Like you couldn't trust him driving to work because he might fall asleep in daylight. And we're next to the stage. Coney's gone. I'm there. I'm broke as a joke. Trying and not to make no eye contact or nothing. He, these girls, come, yeah, these girls coming by in this empty ass strip club, and I ain't got no money. I'm sitting there. In fact, I think I was paying for me to pay my cover to get into the strip club. And we just at the club, and they 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 that half hardly trying to pretend that they actually give a fuck because like we're the only two people like even in the vicinity within like ten feet of the stage. And I was falling asleep, bro. I was <laughs> snoring in the strip club, bro, and I could hear it over the music, bro. <laughs> It's like it's about the most embarrassed I've ever been in my life. They have to like sit there with a strip club, uh, with strippers shaking in front of me, and I have no money to tip or nothing. There was a lady that walked up and asked me for a lap if I wanted a lap dance. I was like, I, I tried to do my most dignified way to like without saying that I'm broke as a joke to be like, nah, man, you know, maybe later or whatever. I, <laughs> it, it, was, it was it was it was it was really bad, really bad, bro. <gasps> So so yeah. Really so so Enzo uh and also Rant says by the way I'm pretty sure the James Harden retired jersey is at B Live. You see he found out that qu- that quick James. It was a week. It was a week. <laughs> that <laughs> Way to go Rants. Way to tell us. Way to tell us where it's at Rants. Um the uh the deal with um uh Enzo. So he was trying to do all that and be cheap and then pretty much use his status, you know, to be, you know, catered to a certain way, you know, in in, in the shake joint. And I thought that was just corny and funny. Yeah. And I made a post about it in the group last night and you know, it you know, all this stuff is unconfirmed. But they're ju- it's just hilarious to me. That, that, that's pretty much it. And I think I stated my case pre- pretty well why it, it was hilarious. Um, yeah. yeah, but Enzo Amore, always taking L's. Um, <laughs> whether they fake or real. Yeah, even even imagine L's are funny L's to catch. Like, the same thing with this, uh, with, you know, we find out people get caught for, like, soliciting prostitution or, 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 or get caught, like, shoplifting. It's like, bro, we just going to laugh at you because it's funny. Like, like, any, like the NFL man stri- of the like year. Any, yeah, like any stripper story is funny. Yeah. Like unless unless it ends up with something that goes like you know goes you know morbid or you know right. horrifying. Like stripper stripper stories are always funny. So Omar or, added, Omar added, said Rance out here paying tuition. <laughs> 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 oh oh man! God. Oh man! Oh, you guys are great. Um, so, so let's get to the next thing we want to talk about. We want to talk about Elias. Uh, no longer Samson. Uh, James, uh, is it, you know, we, we, every time WWE changes somebody's name, there's always that initial reaction of what the fuck is this? Like when they change Neville's name, Rusev's name, Cesaro's name, you know, if they're worried about Elias, you know, 
based on the week they just had, is this what they should be focusing on? No. Like, who cares? Like, he came up, he had, he already had a last name, he took it away. So, basically, they're now, they're just like, okay, so, I, I think I have to think about this. Like, besides Neville, is there anybody that they have, like, made anonymous, made their name anonymous, and, like, they turn and, like, because of that, they got over? Actually, I can't even say that was Neville. Like, they, they took him off, he broke his leg, and then they took him off TV, and then he came back as a, as a heel. Mm-hmm. But like, has this made anybody? Has this made anybody the fact that they're now like, you know, they're yeah, they stand on the lines of like, Cher, Beyonce, Madonna, uh, Usher. Like, has, has anybody like became a star because they have names like those people? Just one name, <laughs> Prince. <laughs> oh, oh man. Um, I think all the the main guys really still have two names. You know, this is like. The Undertaker, and you just call him Undertaker. Uh, and oh, even yeah. so, that was like yeah. twenty-seven, eight years ago. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. That I, I think their priorities are in the wrong place. Uh, Omar says uh, the Drifter will be the next Intercontinental Champion. Uh, oh, 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 oh no, he will not. You know, who, you know, who's gonna be the next Intercontinental Champion. Jason Jordan. Yep. And, Show uh, is. So, uh, you know. Let's see what else we got. We got the SummerSlam card to talk about. So, um, uh, Rand said Alexander Rusev didn't do shit. And he said, and then someone mentioned, Omar mentioned The Rock. So, what we're going to, so what we're saying is, like, unless you have the potential to become, like, the biggest movie star, um, in the world, then no, it's not going to get you over. Um, so, like, SummerSlam card, uh, looking like we've got that Fatal 4-Way set in stone. James, I know you probably wanted to talk a, a little bit about the women's divisions and what's going on, you know, everything with that. But it looks like the title matches are going to be Bailey versus Alexa Bliss and uh, Natalia versus Naomi. Um, those two are having a great back and forth on Instagram right now. Uh, if you guys haven't seen it, there was a picture of Natalia on her page putting, like, the uh, Wrestle, or excuse me, the SummerSlam 97 photo of Bret Hart with the Heart and Soul gimmick uh, poster uh, with The Undertaker. So it swapped out for Natalia with, um, uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, Naomi's The Undertaker, essentially. And then on Naomi's page, it was, you know, Natalia bald, and it's like, get ready, you know, because I'm going to snatch your edges and anything like that. It was, this is how you're going to look. It was hilarious. Yes. <laughs> so like, what up, Dave? So my question is, my question is like, was Lana basically playing Shawn Michaels as a special guest ref, or in in the Natty picture, or no? No, that I don't think uh, that one was in there. No special guest ref. Okay. Yeah, just just wondering, just wondering. Yeah. So um, so so, so yeah, what, do, what do you think about this card in general, and then specifically that the, the women's division um, deal? Um. I think I think me and you talked about this. I think there were like with the pre-show of all things, there were like twelve matches on the SummerSlam card, right? Or, we're probably around that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you look at what we have for sure. Whether it's the two women's matches and the Fatal Four Way for the for the Universal Title, and um, I think those are. I think you know what I have wanted to see different matchups for both women's belts. Yes. Um, but I mean, they're both still solid matches. Uh, to have like, I mean, what I want to see Bailey versus uh, Alexa again this soon after they this you basically like 
completely killed Bailey. Fuck no. But um, it's still, I mean, you put Sasha in there, like, I think you're going to get about the same quality of match. Um, and plus, you, throw, you need to have the, the factor of, it's almost like they're, they're like, it's almost like they're teasing us. Like, we're going, we're going to do it now. We screw Bailey, or have Sasha screw Bailey, you know, and maybe they don't do it as, a, as just to fuck with us. Um, but it seems like they're headed there. Uh, on the other end, I mean, I would have rather seen Charlotte there with, with Naomi um, in a matchup of like you could build it as the two most athletic women in the Divas division. What will happen? Um, we finally get to see who's the best or whatever, um, or who's the most athletic or whatever. Uh, and then you could even have gone with the the face versus facing of, of Naomi and Becky. But, I mean, they went with the hill face dynamic. And, I mean, I, I mean, cool. I mean, but I felt like it's the third biggest show of the year or second biggest show of the year. Go with it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, do your face versus, do your big face versus face matchup like you love to do it, like showcase shows like this. Um, they decided to still go with that. Maybe they, maybe they still feel like they want to actually, like, want to really try with Naomi now as far as trying to get her over as a, like, legitimate, like, women's champion mm-hmm. as opposed to having her, like, squash Lana oh, like a bug. Um, <laughs> yeah, because they, 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 they've kept uh, Charlotte and Becky, like, and pretty much everyone else, like, strategically away from her. And they've also booked it to where she's actually not defending the title. Um, in, or she hasn't defended it in about 30 days or so. So, um, you know, going back on their own rules. Yeah. yeah, so I think, yeah, if she doesn't fight this week, if she doesn't defend her belt this week, it will be officially a breach of the 30-day rule. Um, so, yeah, um, I'm trying to think what else. We're probably going to end up with Jason Jordan and The Miz. Um, all that. Dave Fennishell says, this is the Lex Luger versus Yokozuna of podcasts. So, based on where that is on your list, that must mean we're pretty great. Um, <laughs> um, I mean, if you don't want to listen, you can always, like, sign off. Yeah. Um, like, <laughs> like, yeah, thanks for insulting us. Cool. Um, so let's get to some, some, some let's, let's get to uh, some of the questions uh, that got submitted earlier from uh, we got a couple questions uh, so Joe was like uh, we kind of touched on this earlier um, Cena versus Nakamura who wins and why I mean and it, I mean if it wasn't John Cena with the history of LOL Cena wins you would say Nakamura because he's a person that needs to win to still like they actually get himself a big win to actually you know, if this, let's say this wasn't Jinder as a champion. This was actually like a, a, a real live, you know, champion. Or let me say, a real live normal champion. You would say he needs a big win to prove that he's ready for the main event stage or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, if we were still going off those parameters, then, like, yeah, he should probably beat Cena um, for this. But, I mean, the, the thing is, like, mess me up so much is, like, I still can't get over the fact that, like, they're putting this gigantic of a match on, on SmackDown to put over, like, the far lesser match on the pay-per-view. Like, it's it's so weird to me. So weird. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Cena because it was something you alluded to earlier. Uh, I think he's going to win uh, just because the promos from Jinder Mahal and Nakamura could be absolutely painful um, to get through. Uh, and that's, that's simply because, you know, Nakamura, he's probably not going to give you too much. And then gender, you probably won't be able to hear what he's saying because he speaks so uh, softly or lowly. I don't I don't understand why. He only does it when he's I cutting think, promos think, on the mic. Like, when he's yeah, talking to the Singh brothers voice. backstage, like, he's, he's like, you can hear him clearly. 
has to put on voice. Like, he's changing his voice in front of the crowd to, like, make him sound, I guess, tougher or whatever. It's a, it's a weird affect he's put on his voice. But, um, yeah, I just, like, I, I really don't want to see, I mean, I guess, but I really don't want to see the Cena-Gender thing because, like, it's, it's not going to do anybody any good. Like, Cena lose. I mean, I guess if Gender wins, I mean, cool. But, like, the promo situation is going to be so bad on that aspect of, like, you you just know that Cena is going to bury him and have one of those burial things. It's like this dude's already struggling as it is. Why you're just gonna crush him? You're gonna be an avalanche. You're gonna be an avalanche on his head. Yeah. So I'm just I'm just kind of like, we really wanna, we really wanna do this to a guy that's already like struggling as a champion. Yeah, it, it's a hell of a you know, and it's almost something like you're like, wow, they're gonna send this guy out there to get basically fed to Cena for X amount of weeks, like promo wise. Yeah. How do you expect him to compete? He's clearly unarmed. Now the, the deal with talking low in your promos, like I, I think there's a way to do that. Obviously it's Jake, the snake Roberts proved, but he ain't no Jake, the snake Roberts. So <laughs> I mean, there are different ways to do the low promo. You can be Jake, the snake Roberts. You can be psycho Sid. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> You could be you could be Macho Man. There are plenty of different ways to do this. Like you could be Sid, where like Sid is almost like Buster Rhymes in, in uh, uh, what was it? Uh, the Get the Low touch song, it. where it's like touch four it. bars low, yep. four bars high. Yep. And then Macho Man, he sort of you know his whole thing. He starts out low, and then he builds to he builds to getting loud and angry and sweaty and looking like he's high on cocaine. He builds to that. Yeah. So I mean, there's different ways to handle it with the low promo. But uh, let's get to the next question. It said, uh, Kevin Owens faces who at SummerSlam, presuming he doesn't win the U.S. title again? Oh, Owens. I'm sorry, uh, Shane. Oh, yeah, Shane McMahon, yeah. Um, yeah. There's looking like there's a little bit of tension for for, for him there, and I, I think I saw you uh, talk, to, talk to some folks about, you know, eventually Shane's going to have to win one of these matches. Uh, yes. yes. So you want to you wanna, like elaborate yes. on that a little bit? Okay, so he's been in um, what four? This he's been in three matches. He's been back. He fought at WrestleMania 32 against Undertaker and got that ass whooped and almost killed himself to get that ass whooped. Uh, then he was in the Survivor Series match uh, for the brand extension match and uh, he almost died. And Reigns almost killed him. Um, so it's sort of like maybe we should get, maybe we should have seen this with Roman Reigns and he's out here trying to murder people. <laughs> Um, but that's but we'll, but we'll just we'll just move on, move on from that point. Like, um, and then but in a, the other individual match he had was against AJ. So like he's now going to be two and zero. I'm zero and two at WrestleMania, and then he's going to go into his third you know profile singles match with um, another guy. And it's like, all right, so at what point uh, do they do the whole? He has to get his heat back to actually stay at, as an actual like attraction in a spotlight match for somebody. When's he going to beat somebody? Mm-hmm. So, like, that's the reason why, like, I don't want to see this this Owens Shane thing because one, it's gonna have to be unless it turns to a hardcore match or street fight or whatever the hell you want to call it, a Brooklyn dumpster match, whatever, a Brooklyn brawler match. How about that? <laughs> um, unless unless it, they turn will gender be in that? Right. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> wow. So unless they turn it into like you know some type of stipulation match, that one the match ain't gonna be good, and then two. You are a potential of like the more he loses and the, the more and more he loses, the greater potential is that Vince looks up and says, "God damn, pal, uh, 
you're not really doing it for us as an attraction. We gotta get, we gotta get you a win, and then he's gonna go over and beat like someone. He's gonna end up beating somebody, and it's gonna and the crowd is gonna turn on it, especially in one of the especially in these big town, these big map shows where people travel to. People are not gonna have that. Like, it, like you mean to tell me I spent two thousand, I spent like two or twenty five hundred dollars to come out here for this whole three day for this three day weekend situation, and you and you basically you know killed one of like the guys that's gonna be the face of the company for the next five ten years. People aren't gonna have that. Uh, Dave Fenichel says uh, any burial mic on burial work on the mic will be negated by Cena putting him over at SummerSlam, meaning gender. Oh, I mean, yeah, if he wins, yeah. But at the same time, <sighs> I don't know. Like it's a weird thing. Like when he kills people, it's not good. Like, and also, he'll he'll kill you regardless if you if he wins or whether he wins or loses. Like AJ or Miz. Yeah. And the thing is, like these have like lately anyway. This wasn't always the case. Like lately, since he's started doing the whole leave and come back thing. Like the promos are now like more like yeah I am basically I'm basically bringing up like kneecapping you it's a rap battle I'm going to say all this stuff I can about you or so whatever, you have no response make you look like a fool right. yeah as opposed to like a few years ago when like the first one I really remember where it was like vicious was the Daniel Bryan and Randy the, Orton one the Randy the Randy Orton Championship Ascension one right going into the TLC 2014 that's the one I remember specifically I actually watched that last night yeah it was great yeah. um. But you've had trouble in the ring. You've had trouble out the ring. <laughs> yeah, and like, look, you just think maybe if you win this, then you can say, look, look, guys, I'm I'm everything that I should have been ten years ago. Uh, it's, yeah. And then you know, and then he you know he put over CM Punk and, and uh, Brian and Ziggler or whatever. But like, yeah, that was that was like memorable. Now it's like he, that's a that's a thing now. Like that's the go to move. Yeah. So I'm I'm, I'm concerned like. I understand he's a baby face, baby face to be able to say whatever old thing to a guy, but it's like, hey, bro, you're going to leave soon. Yeah. Like, you know, and I'm going to be stuck here holding this bag, and the bag is, has shit in it now because you handed it to me. <laughs> yeah, they got shit in the case. Uh, uh, Dave Fenster also says, uh, what about an open challenge, assuming he wins it back? I, which I feel like you can't rule out because they've, they've flipped the U.S. title so many times. It's just kind of there now. But um, I, I don't see him, uh, Styles, losing it uh, again because if AJ Styles is not involved in the world title picture and he doesn't have the U.S. title, finding him a program would be very tricky. And if you're not going to take care of AJ Styles once again at a Big Four show, I have to ask, what are you doing as a company? Yeah. I mean, we'll see. Like, I, I really. Think and he also like says Cena isn't winning, winning seventeen I mean, from gender at SummerSlam. He said. Uh, he said uh, Cena isn't winning seventeen from gender at SummerSlam. I mean, if he does, whatever, <laughs> because Cena is going to be around for a little bit. From what I'm hearing, like he was advertised for the No uh, Mercy show that they're going to have after SummerSlam, um, and he's going to be around. And I'm sure he's going to do the India tour, which Jinder Mahal ain't no John Cena even in India. Well, my thing is this, right? Since we're out here giving house shows, we're out here changing bells on house shows. Like, <laughs> what better? What a better idea would it be than to have Jinder win the title back in India? You could do that. Like, 
and that was the thing about that was the thing that made this whole thing weird about finding out there was a tour and then they made a champion ahead of time. I was like, hey man, like maybe build to make him or actually respect a guy that's already like a so- have a solid foundation under him to actually try to draw interest and then put the belt on him around <laughs> now as opposed to just go zero to one hundred real quick. You know what I mean? I mean, I guess you know they could do that and have you know and have him tease and like be the quote unquote fighting guy, you know, in that territory be the maybe face fighting for the belt, that would draw some interest and see people want to, I mean, I would assume anyway, I don't know how well he's doing in India. All right. Uh, Dave Fennell also said it would be a great spot to debut Rude if Owens was the champion with an Owen, with an open challenge. Um, the only thing I, I see about that is like, you know, heel versus heel, that match could be really yeah. boring because Rude isn't, to me, like impressive like that in the ring. And Owens, like, I think we, it's time we we have a discussion about Kevin Owens, like, and what he's, he does in a lot of these matches now, like, with these extended headlocks. And, you know, I don't know if it's just the gimmick that's doing this or, like, because he's had some shaky performances. Like, if you remove those first three Cena matches, right, from his career, after that, uh-huh. he's got some good matches, but there's nothing that's, like, touching those first three. Well, I mean, those only matches you've been allowed to showcase. Well, hey, you have 20-something minutes, and you're going to have clean finishes, guys. I mean, you I mean, you can think of the last two World Rumble matches he had. Like, those were great. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, like, he, I mean, in both of, the, both of those matches, he damn near killed himself falling through a table and falling through a, a I don't know, like a jungle gym of chairs. And... I mean, you also, I, I don't know. Like, I, I still see, I still see like the talent is clearly there or whatever. Right. I just see it as like, it just, like the stars haven't aligned as much as they have in the past. That's all. I, I mean, I wouldn't. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not worried about Kevin Owens. I'm just not. He's he's too good. Uh, Dylan asks, how do you guys think the autumn time for WWE will play out? Seems like they are more of a or in more of a rut during that time. Yes, um, during football season, WWE has a tendency to mail it in. Uh, we've seen it in 2014. We saw some of the some of that on Monday Night Raw last year, and this is where SmackDown was so strong um, in maintaining yeah. and building excitement for WWE uh, around that time last year. Um, they've got to make sure they get belts on guys that I feel like that will put in quality performances to turn it into the pay-per-view to turn it back to the TV to turn it back to the pay-per-view. Um, I'm if they're going down the road that they're going right now, yeah, like Baron Cor- remember Baron Corbin's holding the money in the bank briefcase. Yes. Uh, <laughs> get it done now. It, it needs to happen now. Look. One thing about the about um the autumn is now is that they will clearly put a belt on somebody and then just to let them have a, a, a I guess like a a significant, a long, a long enough run to where you can't say he, somebody was shortchanged. But at the same time, like they will get that shit off of you and move on. And then by the time we get the Royal Rumble, we, you can get the fuck out the way so they can do do what they really want to do for the big shows when the real when the real stars come in when the when the Rock Lesnar's and the yeah. Goldbergs and the Rocks and the Undertakers uh, and the Shane McMahon's of the world, you yes. know, the guys that actually really drawing the card show up and it's, and it's no time to make the money. So, Bro, you remember uh, how fast they got Sheamus about to paint a couple years ago? See? Bro, see they, cheered, I mean? like, they cheered for Roman Reigns once and then immediately Vince Man was like, we, we gotta put the title on him. 
now. Like, and, and yeah. Sheamus was done, essentially. Um, looks like uh, we had I mean, got a comment. And that's, the that, and that's the thing that I don't get when it comes to, like, they understand, like, if you have someone do awesome shit, they will get over, right? But at the same time, like, they only figure, they, it's like they only figure this out for, like, their main event feuds, right? Like, they understand that if you have Roman Reigns get screwed over and then come out and blows his stack and beats the hell out of the League of Nations and Triple H with a chair ungodly, like, it'll get him over. They understand that if, like, he Superman punches Vince, it'll pop. It'll pop the crowd. If, you know, especially against uh, someone like like Sheamus that has go-away heat. So, they understand that stuff. And they understand that if, like, you know, Roman Reigns and, Brock, and Braun Strowman try to murder each other, that it'll get over. But they don't get that, like, the stuff they do with, like, a Sami Zayn or, like, or a Bailey where they just beat him and, and hopefully, like, you beating him will make them lovable. Will get, will, like, yeah, that doesn't happen. Like, that only happened with Daniel Bryan. You know what I mean? It's so weird. They only made one of those. Like, yeah. Like, it, and then, like, it, it, it's so weird that, like, okay, these guys are B-level guys or C-level guys. We can't really let them do really cool stuff. So, like, y'all just stuck on your own. Like, y'all gonna have to, like, get it off of, like, the short amount of time y'all get with your promos, the short amount and the whatever amount of time you get in the ring, even though, like, y'all are B and C feuds, so, like, y'all don't ever get to, like, have real blow-off matches. Right. Y'all just get to, like, y'all might get one out of your entire feud. Everything right. else is going to be fuck finishes. It's weird. Looks like we got a comment from Jared Lark. Uh, he said, they shouldn't turn this into Sasha Charlotte with the U.S. Championship and Baron Corbin as WWE Champion. is honestly a great idea, just as long as he can have decent promos. And I think that's like a major point of contention with, with Corbin because uh, a venue like like Talking Smack was was very beneficial for a guy like him, but he sounds yeah. like less intimidating than, than gender, in my opinion. Yeah, he said as long as he had decent promos, it's like all right. Like, so what have you seen to suggest that he could do that? Yeah. Uh, if you guys want to call the show, a uh, ad One Nation Radio on Skype. Uh, I, I feel like I should be saying that more often <laughs> because y'all can call in. Um, the uh, the deal, like Baron Corbin with the WWE Championship, uh, I, I am afraid of, of what that may be for um, building your program around him. But they could do it as like how they're doing SmackDown with gender right now. I, I really feel like SmackDown is not being built around the champion. Like he's there, but we all know what the real stars are doing. Um, and you know, he's kind of just there using as a plot device, you know, on the pay-per-views, but yeah. with Corbin in that same role, I don't even see Corbin polarizing people as much as gender. Uh, uh, I don't know. Like, maybe because at least with gender, you can be like, well, there's something different. They've never done. They've never done this before. So at least give it a chance. As opposed to like Corbin's, like we've seen a bunch of like body of guys that looked apart all stars get the belt and not be, you know, and not be there. Like, and because the, they not know how the promos and like the ring work isn't all the way there yet. Right. Like, so we we've, we've seen that before. Um. So. I don't know. Does that seem to be substituting the word star for worker? I don't know. It's, I don't know what Dave's talking about. Yeah. Maybe I just want it. Yeah, bring I up. Sometimes I talk. Go ahead. I do that sometimes. I just, I just like, damp it or just go without even, like, the words come out of my mouth without actually, like, Comment from giving, Joe. Uh, Chris, say. Comment from Joe, and I say where Joe's from all the time. Uh, 
whenever he asks a question from the show. Uh, Joe from Australia, you know, because we worldwide out here. Um, <laughs> uh, if Corbin dominated, Aussie Joe. yeah, Aussie Joe. Uh, if Corbin dominated guys on the roster, it's more believable than Gender the Jobber. <laughs> uh, I don't even well, think yeah, Gender's I dominated guys. No, he hasn't. Like, I mean, except for the was it Ty Gillinger he beat the hell out of a couple weeks ago? I believe it was. Yeah, like, aside from that, yeah, like, and yes, it is, and you want to know why? Because he wasn't a career jobber for years and years and years, and then, like, come back to the company, win one time, and then don't win for, and then never win again until it's, it's championship time. Like, Corbin, I mean... You you can see where, where the beginning done? was for him. Sorry? Uh, you can see where the beginning was for Corbin. Like, they gave him that Andre the Giant yeah. joint, they put him in a feud with Ziggler, they let him fight Kalisto right. later that year. Um, right. He had a, did the whole deal with Ambrose. Um, he had now the money in the bank. He had the, you know the Nakamura feud. I don't think it was a success or anything. But uh, yes, yeah. Jinder needed help to beat Mojo Rowley. Let's not forget that. And, yes, and also the other are uh, like beginning of the year or beginning of the year, end of the year, last year. Like they some did good throw him into main event matches with, with I mean, granted, they, they protect him by putting him in there with AJ and Ziggler and triple threat matches and whatnot and whatever else, and then Cena. Like, but they put him in main event spotlights or whatever. Like, that's the thing. Like, they've done a lot. Like, he's more believable because they've actually done stuff with him compared to what they've done with Jinder before. They they just basically, they basically threw him over the cliff and said, learn how to fly. <laughs> without, without giving a parachute, a parachute or wings or none of that shit. They just said, you just go out there, you're going to have to learn on your own. Like, the most we'll give you is, like, two other dudes to do some bumps for you in your matches or whatever. But, like, that's it. Um, Dave says, Saba, stop reading my columns over gender. gender hashtag he hinders. We hinder as well, but, Dave, I, I have love for you, bro, so I'll continue to read your columns, even if you are planning on infuriating the world with your SummerSlam list. Like, if Dan Bryan and John Cena isn't in the top five, we going to have words um, <laughs> of the SummerSlam main events. Um, so, uh, yeah, like, in how, how many weeks is SummerSlam away? I want to say it's like three weeks away. We're going to have the live I think, tournament. I think it's August 20th. I think it's August 20th. Okay. We're going to have Dave Fennishow and Chad Matthews on live uh, for One Nation Live to do the tournament um, of the greatest WrestleMania main events ever. Uh, and we're going to use uh, Dave's column series that he's uh, dropping on LordsOfPain.com. He just broke into the top 10 recently. I think he's in the middle of the top 10 as, as I speak. He actually, one of the columns went up live just as we were going uh, live on the air today. Um we're going to use the seating from his columns to determine what is the actual best one. Like what, what we're going to do, we're going to do it elimination style. We're going to have the um, the audience and you guys in the comments if you want to call in. Actually, that one's going to be a no call show because um, there's already going to be four people uh, on air. <laughs> so I mean, if you want to, I, mean, I think I think we, yeah, I think we, I think we're trying to figure out like the tiebreaker system. Um, yeah, but we'll we'll get we'll figure it out. Yeah, um, and you guys can join us in the comments on that, and that's going to be really, re that's going to be a big show. Um, so uh, we got another question uh, from Dylan James. Uh, what can be done to make Rollins a more interesting face? I love him now. I have a thing for corny white meat baby faces, but I think he's missing something. Name a meaningful feud to bring out the fire in him. Ambrose and Rollins seems like it's in the works. <sighs> I mean... I'm fine where he is right now. Like, I don't, I don't believe that, like, 
the thing is, the beginning of or the end of towards the end of last year, I thought like he was a baby. He was a guy pretending up, to be a good guy to try to get people to get behind him because he got screwed over and there was nowhere else to go. Mm-hmm. Now I'm at a point where like I feel I feel like he's been in the quote unquote doghouse long enough, and he's not necessarily tr- pretending anymore as much as he is just a like, just a guy and he's just trying to wrestle and people keep screwing with him. Um, so. For me, as far as that, like, yeah, he is a white meat baby face, and I'm fine with that. Like, I love white meat baby faces. Like, I, like I said, I just did uh, with my with my little cousin, my little four year old cousin Caden. Like, I basically tried to get him hooked on WWE using the story of Daniel Bryan, and like that is that is a real white meat baby face. Hmm. Looks like we got a call coming from Osiris Stevens, so this might be Omar. State your name, gangster. Oh, yeah. Coming from Osiris Omar. <laughs> What's going on, Omar? What's going on, baby? Do me a favor, Omar. Uh, mute mute the show on your end because it, it's coming through. I got it. All right. You have to excuse me. I, I'm in, I'm in yes. traffic. Oh, yes. Uh, so, so, what's, so, so what's going on, Omar? Uh, what, what, welcome to the show, man. What's on your mind today, man? Oh, nothing. I wanted to um, uh, piggyback off the the Nakamura Cena situation. Gotcha. Um, in my opinion, I believe Cena should win, but I don't believe Nakamura should get the title anytime soon. Due to the fact that I don't, I don't believe the level of competition he has to to go along with is it, not up to par to the point where he's not going to have matches that I actually want to hold people's attention. Therefore, he will not draw anything. I think that's fair. So um, if you look at the heel side and all these guys that are, you know, would be potential opponents, it's almost like that, uh, and now that you mentioned it, like the Ultimate Warrior problem after he won the title, where it was like that's pretty much what set Warrior up to uh, kind of be a, a disappointment as a champion. Like they never really gave him the great op- greatest opponents, and it was a list of guys he already beat. And um, they – pretty much set him up, you know, the whole time until and, and booked him as number two. So that's a good point on that, Omar. But uh, what's up with you, Omar, man? We've been waiting for you to call this show for a while, man. <laughs> man, look, look, look. Look, with my line of work, it's, it's sometimes I get busy. So, like, at night, I work overnight. So it's a lot of times in the evening time, I'm, I'm, I'm on dead zone. So gotcha. it's hard It's hard for me to get through sometimes. Gotcha, man. Gotcha, man. Yeah, man, like, is it, what is this, episode four? I think this is the fourth episode of One Nation Live. Yeah. Fourth episode. Well, yeah, man. Like I told, I told Rich off air, like, bro, because he, because Omar be wilding, like, on in the group and also on the stuff I see on his Facebook page. Like, he on probation this first week, and then you ain't call in on the first week you on probation, so I can hang, hang up on you until you come back next week. So then, so I told Rich, I was like, see, he out here hiding, thinking that he just, he, like, like he's, 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 he's basically just hiding, so he just basically come in and be cool. I was like, all right, let him show up week two and call in. I'm going to tell him the same thing right now. Nah, it skipped over a week. You call back next week. And now it's week four, so you good now. I ain't going to hold it against you. Yeah, man. Um, I'm, I'm not I'm not I'm not that crazy. I just have my opinion. That's all. Got you. Got you. Appreciate that, man. Thank you for everything uh you contribute to the group and all that. Uh looks like we got a couple comments. Uh so based on that Seth Rollins question, um Dave Fenestrel said Seth versus Gender is probably the legit best option. I'd love to know why. Um because between uh, <laughs> different brands, what are we gonna do? We're now actually letting guys cross up besides Cena? 
Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I guess this is just like, you know, pick a guy, the way the question was posed, pick a guy that you think would bring out that fire in Seth. Um, mm. I still think it's AJ. I still think it's Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles personally because he's going to see a guy that he needs to outperform like in every sense of the word. I think we saw pretty much the best of Rollins um, leading up to that Finn Balor stuff where he was like, this dude can't touch me in the ring. This guy can't touch me in the mic. Everything you've done, I've done it first. And who are you, essentially? Like, like, he was awesome in in leading up. And that was another one where I was just like, Okay, so you have the heel basically telling the truth about a baby face and exposing his flaws. It's like, okay, all right. Like he's like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bigger, better, uh, earlier, faster prototype of what you what you are. I was like, okay, yeah, that's all true. And younger. Why should I care about Finn? Why should yeah? Why should I give a fuck about Finn Balor now? <laughs> yeah. Because face paint. Okay. Like, if you want to say because of face paint, then cool. But like, you kind of did him a sort of disservice by doing, it, especially when like. I guess they were trying. I don't know what they were thinking with the Demon King, the Demon King thing. <laughs> I mean, Omar, what'd you think? Um, uh, like, who who would be the guy to bring it out of Seth? Honestly, I think with the title online, I think as much as I don't like this person, I think Seth and and Zayn hmm. will be a good mix with a title on the line. It'll be a good mix because you get a little mm. bit of everything. Face versus face, or does and Seth have turn it? Will, it, will, it will, nah, I'm, I, I would say. Seth, uh, Hill Seth, but I know they're not going to do that anytime soon because yeah, there's no money in that. So the thing on that, I guess, but is I, like, uh, you know, if, if Ambrose and Rollins is in the works for a, a long-term plan, it seems like they've gone back to Ambrose and Rollins like each summer uh, since the breakup. Yeah, Tied Four years. Tied yeah, Ambrose. Now. Yep. And now they, they might be taking the long route where they become tag team champions and someone falls out somewhere and I, I actually posted in the group if uh, this leads to uh, Rounds versus Ambrose at WrestleMania, I think that might be the feud like to make both of them like as made guys forever in the history of WWE. Ambrose needs to change it up a little bit. Agreed. He goes from he goes from being nutty to being loopy, then he tries to be like the white PG version of New Jack. Like I don't, I don't want to see that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no. Look. Look, there is there is no such thing as a white PG version of New Jack. Not at all. Like, bro, Y'all know who white New Jack is, right? I saw that man cut a promo talking about he gave a shout out to OJ Simpson. Keep up the good work. Ain't no ain't no white no bro. The closest no, thing no, you get is Stone Cold no. Steve Austin. Outside of New Jack, I think New Jack's the only person outside of Scott Simon. I think I will never see what a live mic in WWE. Oh my God! I, <laughs> look, I, I want to say probably about twice a year I go back and watch New Jack promos and think, "Oh my God, we need this in wrestling." And then immediately I'm like, "No, the fuck we don't." Like, it's the shoot interview, like, man. That's so, oh my that's God! That's a classic with me, bro. Like, first off, we getting this. First off, we're getting this Mayweather. Versus McGregor, and, that, and that's gonna and that's gonna tear America apart. That might start the Second Civil War. And you want to bring new? You want to give a hand a live uh, uh, mic over to the next New Jack? Fuck no, <laughs> uh-uh, bro. He's he's, like, are, he's, like, he's not the hero. He's not the hero we want. The hero we need. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, we got, we got a comment from Aussie Joe. 
He said, uh, Seth versus Miz, that's something fresh too. I believe it was, but yes. like, I don't I don't know why they didn't uh run that way. Uh I think cause Ambrose Ambrose is in the way, so they figured like how to bridge how to bridge that was to bring him into the fold with Ambrose and then maybe they move on. Like something's gonna have to drag Ambrose away or like or something, or maybe they put him on the shelf. Maybe they like maybe they beat up they do something heinous to Ambrose and then like Seth has to fight on his friend's behalf for being off TV. I mean, because right now I don't know where, like, let's say they weren't doing this, this tag team or this, you know, faction, the shield versus the Miz entourage thing. I don't know where Ambrose returned to as far as the feud right now. Yeah. Um, Ambrose and big Cass. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we haven't, we That's haven't talked about big Cass. I, I, I think we should talk about big Cass a little bit. Um, I want to say I said it in a couple music. said it in a couple of shows ago. His whole gimmick was he's seven foot tall and you can't teach that. The first mm-hmm. thing feud they book him post Enzo Amore, he's fighting <laughs> against the Big Show, a dude who's bigger than him and actually seven feet. Mm-hmm. I don't understand where you know why they do those things, um, but with this, I think his music is terrible. I will watch. <laughs> I will watch him murder Enzo Amore seven days out of the week. That's that's entertaining. That's but uh, Cass is Cass is a mystery uh, for me because like you know there's a thing where you know folks say he's the new version of Test. Uh, he's got <laughs> he's got some heat right now, but it's strictly due to that Enzo thing. I think he has to turn into. Uh, like the ultimate menace. I think him versus potentially like a Jason Jordan eventually would be a good spotlight for, for both of those guys. It's like, yo, we see you guys as two young stars. Go get it. Or I we could be honest and say that during the fall. he doesn't deserve to be a single star right now. Like, we, took, we broke up both is, of y'all tag teams. Let's see it. But the thing for me is they have too many guys, or not, or not too many, but they have a, a, a number of guys that are they're only so good far. at one thing. Like there, there a lot of them are like almost like the, the Cleveland Cavs roster when you compare it to like them trying to beat the Warriors. It's like they have too many, or even like the old like Knicks Knicks team with Melo. It's like they have too many guys that either are only good at defense or only good at offense. Meaning like they're only good in the ring and they're only good on promo. So like they got Enzo who's only good at, at promo right now. They have they have uh, or I guess the new age Test who's who's really he's a body guy. I mean, dude. Corbin is so much better than, than Cass as far as like a package in total, except for the hair. Like if uh, yeah. we can take a, if oh, we can find no. a way to put like if we were able to find a way to put uh your boy Cass's hair onto and transplant it onto Corbin's hair, and we can have a we can have a world champion. Yeah. You really could. Like a legitimate <laughs> one and they could actually be like somebody who's not like, I don't know about this, bro. Baron Corbin but, need to like, go holla at LeBron. And his barber, however they made that comeback, uh, Jerry or Wayne put, Rooney. Yes, Jerry put a uh, hashtag skullet. Oh and, no! And, uh, and I like to give credit to Dave Finisher, who who basically uh, said that Baron Corbin came out there with the skullet on you boys uh, a bruh, couple months ago. Bruh, bruh, bruh. <laughs> Baron Corbin's top, Baron Corbin's tops back like oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! It was top back. That that man needs to change his instrument music to Ti top back. You know, beat oh, down low on top like back. Baron Corbin. Um, yeah, Baron Corbin is cool. But, they, have, but, but, but like, like, yeah, they have an issue where like they have too many guys or not too many. They have a number of guys right now that they're trying to bring to the surface, and they're like, 
Like, Jason Jordan has the look. He has the wrestling. But the promos are just, ooh, ooh, yeah. boy. Um, and I mean, yeah, I no thought that's the reason why they put him. And I thought it was the reason why they put him with Angle because Angle is a really good actor to get his stuff over. And you've seen that when he's out there doing the, doing the praying when when after, after for praying for Braun situation yeah. the whole time where he's been flustered with these big behemoths he's trying to get in between because they're about to like tear the ring apart over the last couple of weeks. But like they haven't you know they haven't really been together like this um, last week they weren't really together. So you know I hope they they try to figure out how to. Like hide the guys that, that aren't there yet in those particular areas. Um, we had a uh, another comment from Jared Lark. He was saying, "Watch them try to make Enzo relevant again by having the Big Show and Enzo as a tag team. That is like one of the most WWE <laughs> things they could do." Um, you know what? That, you know what that's like. Remember when they had Big Show and Mysterio tagging together? Like that's like the like the homeless, homeless, homeless. Uh, third world, like third world country homeless version of that. Like there's flies hanging off that virgin's face of that. Oh, Come man. on, man. Baron is that Baron Corbin's biggest feud is with his hair. Uh, Jared also said that's funny. Uh, that's that's foul. Aussie Joe said send test six pack over as well. Uh, Cass and Corbin that's have cool. had too much catering and road food. They got the big bellies. Let's be fair. Is, is yeah. Tess is Tess better than Big Cass in every single way except for height? Yes. That's what I'm thinking too. So we can't. There's only something we can send over until we just say just bring just bring, just like let's let's exhume Tess's body and see if we can use modern technology to to bring him back to life. Right. Let's uh, see. <laughs> said Big Show and Rey Mysterio tag. Yeah, I believe they they formed a team late in 2013. Yeah. I want to say at the TLC pay per view. If I'm not mistaken, there, there was like some type of elimination match. What's going on, Sam? Um, but yeah, uh, where's Darren Young? What was that? Where's Darren Young? Darren Young. He is getting on that gender plan. Like he's uh he's working with Nutrition Solutions. Like that's who's uh who's doing uh, genders like nu- nutrition prep. That's actually located in Tampa. Uh, he's putting up a lot of stuff on his Instagram right now. Uh, basically re you know, reforming his body and eating, like, clean. And I want to address this right now uh, with the Jinder Mahal thing. Like, yeah. as far as, like, you know, folks saying he's, like, he clearly has to be on steroids to look like that, while that... No, it, he doesn't. He does not. Because all you have, like, like James and I are bro- both, like, testaments of what eating right and working out consistently can do. And if you eat right to the level that he eats right and train to the level that that he trains, which I don't know if you guys have seen any of those videos, but he was doing like a joint where he did a pull up into a like drop down burpee into like a slam ball or something like that. I forgot what, it, and then just back over again. It was like a slam ball pull yeah, up. It's burpee. crazy. That's that's like nuts. That's like three movements in one that like just get your whole body. And then <laughs> the uh, nutrition solutions, like if they're planning out all your meals and you drink a ton of water, you can look like that. Well, my whole thing yeah, is I like one. Guy. I mean, being like being like growing up as a huge baseball fan and also in in like football fan, like I don't give a flying fuck about someone being on PEDs. I do not care. Right. I don't care. Like, like you can't because here's the thing: you <laughs> don't know who's actually because you don't know who's actually on it ever. 
So, like, for me to for me to be out here acting like somebody is or isn't on it when, like, there's John Cena and Randy Orton walking around, and also Randy Orton, someone that's been popped for PEDs, and he damn sure don't look like gender. So, like, I don't, or even in his prime, like, I don't really <laughs> care. Like, it doesn't, like, it doesn't matter. Like, these dudes used to be on juice all the time. Like, you, like, you, okay, so if you ever look at, like, 80s promos, like, the super the superstar rockin', rockin wrestling era or or like even the Mega Powers era where you see like Hogan and Warrior and Macho Man and they're like and every time you see them it looks like it looks like even if they were sitting in a pool they couldn't possibly be any wetter than they already are right there. Like bro, <laughs> those dudes all that sweat all that sweat may as well have been testosterone pouring out of their out of their pores. So I don't and I love those I love those three guys. So I, I don't care if they're on PEDs. Like if they want to put them, if they want to put themselves through through that stuff and put themselves at their risk for that sort of thing, I don't see how that's any more different, or how much of a difference it is than those guys going through the possibility of having CTE in their future. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, so, they're all risking their lot. They're all risking their lives to do this stuff. Like, in person, I just, I just don't care. Like, I, I'm here to see um, human human achievement through athleticism. Like, so for that, like, if you want to do PEDs, that's up to you. I, if you made that moral decision, I can't hold that against you. Right, uh, Omar, you want to hop in with something? Yeah, I was saying uh, first. First thing I was saying is, um, I used to think you know, uh, gender, you know, the, the acting and everything like that is like all voice. So I, t- I took it upon myself when I looked at his uh, Instagram. I was like, Jesus, like that dude goes in and is nonstop. He doesn't take any breaks. So I have no reason to doubt that he's legitimate. Darren Young was like that before, and he's always been a body guy. Mm-hmm. He just was garbage in the ring and his afro was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, don't be talking about black well, guys like that. Hey man, his his he had like a fade on the side. I don't know what he was doing with that thing, but it's. I mean, I can't knock him, but at first I did think that. But I like once you see the things that go through, it's like okay. But you don't see anybody like Brian Corbin putting things up like that. Then you see he wrestled with a t-shirt on. So uh, yeah, I mean. I don't know, man. Like I, I, I can I can attest like to like if you work out really hard for three months and you eat right for three months, you can either a get shredded based on your your genetic makeup and how your body adapts to the change. Like it is possible. So I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait to the gym now. Right, <laughs> that's what you're doing, man. You know, you're trying to get a title run. You know, they just giving those out. Oh. Any chance you from like the Ivory Coast or from Kenya or from or South Africa, you know, they might, they might, you know, if they might go on one of these African tours, you might have you a shot. Like, bro, let them go, on, let them go on some African tour and then we find out also in Kofi, and we find out all about how much Kofi is so, is so, uh, Ghana, Ghana instead of Jamaican. Yes. Let us find, let, watch us find out. Yes. Watch. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm so scared of that. When they break the new day up, I'm scared of where they're going to send those dudes at. Because you gonna have Kofi out here being like a knockoff Akon or something. You gonna have oh. all kind of crazy stuff. The, the black image <laughs> is always the worst. Did this dude really just say a knockoff Akon? Yes, knockoff Akon. Like he's gonna be out here sending blood diamonds to people. Like it's gonna be crazy. Cause the black image is always now, extreme. I, they're oh never subtle. Oh, bro, I can't even think about what uh, what they're gonna do with the new day when they break them up. Um... Because it's coming. They've, these guys have been together for a long time. I don't think they'll ever break them up. Because I think that the whole situation is they don't know what to do with any other them once they break them up, so they'll never break them up. Right. And um, they're yeah, they also, like, you break them up, then, like, 
what 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 chance do you think Vince looks at and be like, maybe we could do something with Big E? But then again, maybe he won't sell as much merch as as we did before if they break up the New Day. And I can't and I can't afford that because you know I'm the same guy that probably thought about um, had to think twice about doing an Occupy Raw um, thing with Daniel Bryan because that means I had to give give away like a hundred free shirts. <laughs> oh man! All so, right, you got to think, you know. Vince ain't really about, you know, coming off money. Like, Vince is trying to make money. Right. So, we're, we're about 90 minutes into the podcast uh, recorded version, so we're going to end that there here. Um, and we can continue in the group. So, if you guys are listening to the podcast, make sure you guys um, come join the group because there will be extended conversations uh, that we probably – that are unformatted, unscripted, and, you know, we're just shooting the shit. But I'm going to end the podcast portion here. Um, thank you guys for listening. Um, so, let me stop that. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.